Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to episode 12 of Being a Whole Person. In this episode, we chat with Courtney Thomas, a Conquer the World life coach for women who want to know what the hell they're doing. Courtney is no bullshit. That will be apparent right from the start. It's hard to not feel inspired and utterly motivated during this conversation. Courtney's approach to business and life will show you that you don't need to listen to what all of the quote-unquote experts out there are saying, because according to her, the right way is the way that works for you. As a fair warning, there is more background noise than usual in this episode, but this conversation is so worth it. Courtney keeps it real, and in her case, real is pretty damn deep and pretty freaking encouraging. You're listening to the Being a Whole Person podcast. I'm Rebecca Haas, a pianist, composer, and creative wellness coach. And I'm Lexi Rollet, the astrologer behind Alexandria Astrology. And this is a podcast all about creative entrepreneurship, self-care, and spirituality, and how they blend in our lives. Lexi and I are having honest conversations with a variety of other creative entrepreneurs to show the whole story of what it's like to be a business owner, not just the Instagrammable version. By digging into the real experiences of being a creative entrepreneur, we explore how it is possible to blend our career with our life and feel like a whole person. Welcome to the Being a Whole Person podcast. Hello, welcome Courtney Thomas. How are you today? I am great, and I hope everybody else is great, too. Yeah, yeah, thanks for asking. So just to get started, get right into it, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, why do you do what you do? Loaded questions. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, I am Courtney Thomas. I am a life coach. I like to say that uh, I'm all about conquer the world coaching for women who want to know what the hell they're doing, Um, you know, because there's so much out there and sometimes we're just like, God, is there more? Like, let's go do this. So um, that's what I'm here for. Um, I do one-on-one life coaching, um, that can kind of range anywhere from, you know, an hour with me to a three month ongoing thing. And I am all about really, uh, going more deeply into what's really going on. And, uh, that's what I'm good at is kind of, um, pinpointing and identifying, um, you know, really the heart of the issue and, um, any fears and, you know, then kind of building up a plan around those things for what we really want to do in life in the ways that are really right for us. That is a hundred percent my philosophy. There's no systems or boxes. It's the right way is the way that works best for you. And that's the end of the story. Um, so let's see, what was the second part of the question? Like, how How did you come to do this type of work? I was going to say, how did I get here? (laughs) So, uh, I started my own business actually about um, seven, six, seven years ago now, Um, but I started as a personal trainer. So um, I had worked in a facility for a couple of years and really that my leaving that and starting my own business was very philosophy based and values based. Like, I'm not so sure this is aligning with like who I am and how I want to do this and how I really want to help people. Um, so that's how uh, my business started. And I did that for a few years. But really what happened is, um, and this is all really relevant because this business is, uh, and what I'm doing now is an evolution of what I have done. 
Um, so in the beginning, it was very much, um, you know, I had clients and we were focused on the workouts and it was about exercise and here's what's going on and this is what I need. And ultimately, the more time that I spent uh, with people in training sessions or online or whatever it was, we really kind of got down to this point that it wasn't, you know, 80% workout and 20% life and lifestyle and mindset stuff. It was really the complete opposite. So mm. over time, um, my coaching really evolved to be a lot more coaching and a lot less like writing a fitness plan. Uh, so a few years ago now, I really started moving more in that direction and adding more coaching services to what I was doing. And, uh, then a couple of years ago, I really felt the pull to see what could happen there. And I created a group coaching program, an online group coaching program. Um, it was a three month thing and a 12 week curriculum that I created. And it was really like, I mean, we had maybe a week or two where we did any topics that were focused on physical body stuff, um, you know, body image, any of that stuff. But really, it super quickly evolved into, you know, life and career and relationships and communication and like mm. self-image and self-awareness and all of this kind of stuff. And it was fantastic. And that's really when I knew like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be transitioning into this stuff. This is really um, the heart of what I do and what I'm very good at. Um, and how I can help women. And um, so for a couple of years, I kind of straddled the line where I was still doing some fitness coaching, um, but doing more of the life and lifestyle mindset career type of coaching. Um, and then last year in 2018, I made the full transition and took fitness off the list of services. And uh, I have been doing that ever since. And uh, oh, the last thing was why? Why do I do this? Um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think it kind of goes back to um, what I said in the beginning. I think there are a lot of us women out there who, you know, we're constantly kind of flooded with all this noise about like the right way to, you know, balance things and maximize success and productivity and, you know, show up in the world and all this stuff. And, and really there are not a lot of people out there who are encouraging us to do it in, again, like the way that's right for you, you know? So I am... Um, the biggest advocate of knowing yourself and um, doing this deep work and going beyond the surface because we can all read self-help books all day long, but like unless you start to do the work and really put that into practice, you know, we're not going to move mountains. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's so important to move past some of that stuff and get ourselves unstuck. And, you know, we're all linking arms and on the same team and, you know, let's, let's go take over the world. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, so, let's take over the world. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we run the world, girls, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so after you did go into business for yourself, whether that was, you know, this could be from just your fitness business from yep. the very beginning or to now being a life coach entirely, but did, you know, when you started, was there anything that you wish you would have known before going into business for yourself? Um, you know, for me, not so much. Um, my background is in business. Like I went to business school and, you know, my family and my husband have been business owners and stuff. And I am one of those people who like, 
I, so like I prepped for all of that stuff before I, you know, went out and did my own thing, whatever it was like, every single thing was in line. You know, I did the research and I had all of the appropriate, like legal and tax things and like all of the, you know, all of this stuff. And even, you know, did my research about, okay, how am I going to get business and what's going to be the best avenues for me? And that was the stuff that I felt gave me a good, strong foundation. Um, and also like I hadn't totally define it yet, I guess, but I knew my philosophy. And again, like I knew ultimately like what it was in like in my core and in my heart that was driving why I was doing business. So for me, like I, I actually feel like I have always had a pretty good handle on that. And even looking back at it, I'm like, Oh, like, I mean, I've kind of done like practice what I preach a little bit, you know, like the right way is the way that works best for you. And I have always kind of you know, just figure that out. Um, so I don't know. I don't feel like there were any major like things that I missed or like missteps or like, Oh God, I wish that I had known that in the beginning. I, I, I feel pretty like comfortable with where I was at because I prepared for it, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. And I don't feel that is like, awesome. many, yeah, I don't feel like many creatives or just people that are generally working for themselves these days specifically um feel that prepared and took those steps yeah it's actually something that I run into quite a lot and there are quite a few clients that I have worked with um who are you know women who have either started their own thing or are thinking about it or are like kind of one foot in the door um kind of a thing and oftentimes that's exactly what I run into just like you said they're like oh my god I never thought of that what do you mean I have to have an LLC oh you have a separate bank account like Stuff like that was, they're all like really, really super simple stuff, but like so many people don't even think about it. Um, And that was the stuff that, again, to me, because of my background, which is different, you know, I totally understand that and having, you know, done some corporate stuff and be more familiar with, um, you know, kind of the basic, like, like I said, kind of foundational business things. Like, I, believe me, like, you're not alone. All of the people out there who are listening who are like, oh my gosh, I didn't have any of that. Like, you're not alone. It's very, very common. Um, but it's something that I, funny you see that run into a lot because I often kind of help people and coach them through that stuff. Like, let's get this set up so you feel comfortable and then you can do your creative thing or provide the service or make the art or, you know, whatever it is and feel Mm -hmm. like you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. Let's get you legal first (laughs) and then you can do the actual work that you want to (laughs) do. Yep. Um, So were there any I don't know, were there any challenges that came up that you didn't quite expect or, or maybe pushed you in a direction you didn't intend on going or anything like that? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty like, I'm a pretty like comfortable, confident, like with where I'm at type of person. Uh, mm-hmm. I can own that pretty well. I would say in this last little bit, the one thing that has tripped me up a bit is, um, so I've always done business online. I mean, it's been years. It's been like five, six years that I've been doing business mostly online. Um, so I'm like well and familiar with all of the research, like all of the digital marketing trends, all of the ways to do this, all that kind of stuff. And most recently, just in the last few months, I feel like there's been even more of an onslaught of like, here's how you have to do this. And here's the system. And here's the like six figure, yada, 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 like all this kind of stuff. And I feel like that 
in the most recent little bit has been a bit of a challenge for me to try to like muddle through that stuff. Um, because I really never did business that way. Like, you know, I created my business because I had a need, honestly. And it's a, it's a very like, it's a school of thought that's very unique and that a lot of people and business owners and whatever don't necessarily agree with. Like, you know, you're supposed to do this based on a market need or a niche need or, you know, an ideal client problem to solve or whatever. And I never really did that. <laughs> and I was successful with that. You know, ultimately people had the same problems as I did. And so they related to where I was coming from and how I was doing things. Um, but like, again, in the last, you know, whatever, six to eight months, I got slightly tripped up on that, which is unusual for me. Um, and that has been a very unique challenge and certainly a learning experience that I think has made me better on the other side of it. Like go back to what you know, you know, again, the way that's right is the way that's right for you. Um, all these systems and methods and whatever else are, can be fantastic or parts of them or whatever. But like, ultimately for me, you know, my most recent challenge was definitely like, this business is not about an ideal customer avatar and like talking to them. It's about, you know, the heart of what I do what I'm best at, like what I'm seeing, all these things, again, that are like, you're not alone <laughs> and, you know, getting into that. So like some marketing stuff was like a little bit of a challenge, but I mean, I, I feel like probably a lot of us can identify with that too, especially doing business in the online space. For sure. And maybe- It sounds like you really see people as individuals. Oh. And that's oh. what makes it hard to create- an ideal customer or, you know, whatever template. Oh my gosh, that totally nails it. That is like exactly everything that I kind of had to like work my way through because people kept asking me like, what is your ideal whatever? And I was like, it's not, it's women, like period, <laughs> you know, like, because I've worked with women from, you know, their mid twenties into their mid fifties. And, you know, they can be very different women. They can share similar aspects, um, you know, have experiences that are very different, but also like the, the roots of them are similar, you know? So I had to kind of dig at it yeah. and go at it from different angles to try to understand, you know, what that was all about. And it's funny, I had a conversation with another friend of mine who is like an incredible and super accomplished copywriter. And she's like, you know, it, like, it sounds like you want to work with everyone, but I know that's not really it. It's just that like you can, and you are strong in that, but like, okay, what's the other way that we can get down to this? And then again, that became about this conversation around like the right way is the way that works for you. So I'm here to facilitate you getting to that, like getting to the heart of that. What's the fear or what's the thing that's holding you back from doing this in the way that you know how to do it? So it, it's just, a, it, it's slightly different. And then that feels weird because everybody's like, well, here's the way that you have to do it. And I'm like, oh, that's not how I do it. <laughs> it feels authentic though. And I think feeling authentic is more important than any of those rules. Yeah, I so could not, awesome. yeah, I could not agree with you more. And genuine is one of my top core values, you know? So it's, it's Me too. A, a big thing that I, uh, that is the center of pretty much everything I do. <laughs> so speaking of that, um, I'm not sure that necessarily everyone operates with core values. So talk to us a little bit about that. Um, how did you come about doing that? And, and maybe what are your values? 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a trendy turn of phrase by all means, you know, like if you're even into any of this stuff, like you're going to hear stuff about, you know, what are your core values and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and I, like <laughs> the trendy stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. But this is, it's like, this is a useful, <laughs> right? Like, so I, in my coaching, I pair it with identity work, um, you know, which is like a slightly different, but like a good partner. And I mean, ultimately, like, this is stuff that you have to know <laughs> and it's what's going to drive you through life, right? Like that's pretty much the, the quick, quick and dirty summary of, you know, what core values are and why it's important. Like this is part of who you are. It's what drives your decision-making. And that's why it's important is exactly that, right? Like if you don't know what's really important to you, then how are you going to make any choice for yourself personally, professionally, relationships, any of that stuff? Like it's a driver. So you have to understand it. Um, and it's one of the first things that I always do with people, um, is go through a very detailed exercise. And that's another thing that I always think is really interesting. And in, in my experience with, um, with women is that like, we assume we know what our values are. Um, and every workshop that I've ever done, every coaching client, whatever, like I take them through this very specific step-by-step -step exercise. And at the end, I ask them to come up with the top five values and then break it down to rank the top three. And a lot of times people are surprised by like two or three of those because it's super easy to be like, well, it's family and honesty and hard work. And you're like, uh-huh, okay. And then I like hand them a worksheet and they find out they're like, oh, wow actually, some of these other things are really important to me. And then that gives you a lot more clarity on, again, how you can, you know, make decisions for, for yourself, your business, all the other things. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm trying to find, like, I should know all of mine off the top of my head, but like genuine is like the number one, um, curiosity, consciousness. Um, I, there's, there's, I mean, I picked my top five too, but those are like mm -hmm. some, of the, some of the biggest ones for me. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, so Rebecca and I, we met via being boss and being boss is the same thing. It takes you through like a values exercise and um, their book does that as well. And that was kind of my first time really getting into the concept of values yeah to be honest I kind of like was resistant maybe kind of like you where it's like well this is mainstream to the fact right <laughs> like I'm not gonna do what everybody else is doing but yeah and, and maybe a little bit like your clients like I mean I know my values be a good person you know yeah. be loyal be you know whatever just don't suck just don't be right. a shitty person <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah it wasn't until I went through that exercise that I was like oh I really appreciate creativity and intuition and uh, be consistent and you know all of these things so I totally resonate with what you're saying like this is a worthwhile exercise for anyone whether you're in business or not um, oh totally just, just how you run your own life and how you live and make your own decisions yeah. Yeah. And to revisit every now and then because things evolve. Yeah. And that's another thing that I always recommend like with that. And there are some other things that are cornerstones of, you know, what I do with people. And I'm like, listen, you need to do this like every year. 
or like if you go through a transition or like a life change or, you know, something like that, like all of that, it can change overnight, you know? So it's worthwhile to come back to stuff and see, mm-hmm. you know, evolve as humans, right? Like, so it, it yeah. can really change. For sure. For sure. So, you know, you might be a little bit more, um, I don't know, qualified maybe is the right word to answer this question um, <laughs> about self-care. Has, has self-care had much of an impact on you, um, your life? I see your face and it's like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is, it is definitely something that is a priority, you know, I mean, and it's something that, um, you know, it's hard for a lot of us. And also, I I think it's also another thing that's been a little bit bastardized, um, you know, lately and trendy and all of the things, you know, like, oh, go get a manicure and, you know, take a bath and whatever. And that's not what that means. You know, I think, I think some of good, strong self-care has a lot to do with just the same stuff we were talking about, about knowing yourself well, and like, what really charges your batteries and like, makes you feel like a whole human. Um, And then prioritizing the time to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, like it's setting strong boundaries around, you know, my work hours and spending time with my husband and, you know, like playing with my cats and, you know, like stuff like that. Um, for me, reading is a really big one, but I don't read self-help stuff. I don't like life is about so much more than that. Like I, or I'm (laughs) Selective with it. So I read a ton of fiction. Like I read a ton of like sci-fi, fantasy, dystopia, whatever. Like I love it. You know, just escape into a totally different world. Um, when the weather isn't terrible, I get outside as much as possible and you know, reset nature. And that is the best self-care for me. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's interesting that you don't read self-help when your career is helping others help themselves. Um, So talk to us a little bit about that. Um, Yeah. So a huge, like, it's kind of, there are like two things that like, if you follow me or, you know, have known me for a little while or whatever that I talk about always consistently, like in my emails and my blogs and on social and stuff, there's one that I don't read self-help and two that I don't listen to podcasts. and the the listening to podcasts is really separate, and that's mostly because I can only do one thing at a time, and I'm not an auditory learner, so it's very difficult for me to like do that. Anyway, okay, so self help. In my experience, again, and this is comes from like being in part of the sphere, health, wellness, self improvement, all of the stuff, being part of masterminds, like all of these different things. I constantly and like. Still, currently, like I see so many women who are constantly consuming like all of these different things, right? And that can be in the form of books, it can be courses, it can be, um, you know, even just like following people and reading blogs and emails and whatever. But like we're constantly consuming this thing, this stuff, and like what happens is one, it's oftentimes very similar information, right? Like so, you're just kind of getting the same thing, but in somebody else's version of it. Okay, great. Like this is not new. Um, and then never really doing anything about it. Like, great, cool. I just read this amazing thing. Oh my God, it was life changing. Now, instead of doing anything about that, 
a lot of people just like pick up another book. They're like, great, then the next thing was somebody else recommended this book and I'm going to read that and then get all excited about that and also never implement anything that you heard in it. Like, so, um, I just, I just see it so often and, uh, I have read some stuff and a lot of my struggle is not like, oh, like I'm better than this or whatever. That's not even it. It's just that like, I think we all know what we need to do and I'm just more about going and doing it versus reading a book about it, you know? So, um, I mean, take that for what you will, but that, that's where I am at with it. And, um, and to a lot of times the stuff that I read, like I said, it's very, like, it's similar to the things that I'm already doing and to the, you know, framework that I use and everything. I'm not, you know, I pick up things here and there, there, and there are a few books that would fall into that self-help category that I use with my coaching clients fairly frequently. Um, but, you know, it's more stuff like uh, if you've read Mindset by Carol Dweck, that is an yes. incredible book, right? That's a really good one. So it's more stuff that's on that side of things versus, you know, a little bit more mainstream stuff or, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's more stuff like that, that I find is a little bit more useful or again, helps people kind of get deeper into the heart of the issue with things. Cause, um, do a lot of stuff that's a little bit more mainstream self-help, um, is more surface than I work with my individual clients. So I just don't find it as useful for myself and for them. Mm -hmm. I really relate to that. Yeah. Getting to a point where I just don't want to look to other people to tell me what to do. Yep. Because if that's the mode you're in all the time, then you never get to ask yourself what you should do. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts that have like personal growth type angles, but I get burned out on them. Sometimes I'm like, I just got to go listen to comedy podcasts or food podcasts for a while because like, I don't want anyone else telling me what to do today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and again, that, it also might have to do with just like you said, with kind of what then my philosophy is too, you know, like it's like, I never tell anybody what to do. Like it might be my experience or that, you know, that I'm like, here's what happened for a client, you know, but like, it's always kind of, for me, like take that for what you will, like you get to make the decision and that's more so what it is. And just like you said, I find a lot of times that, um, with not everything, but with a lot of the stuff out there, it's very much like, here's how to do it. Here's how to change your life. Here's how to blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, but what if that doesn't work for my life? <laughs> you know? And yeah. And it doesn't give people enough credit. Right. Cause they can figure it out. And yes, it, it's not bad to look for help from outside sources. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, if it's all just like, here's how you can do this and here's how you need to make yourself better. It's like, am I not okay? How I am like, that's the underlying message too. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm not alone either. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny too, that you just mentioned like getting, um, kind of burned out on it too. It's like, I, I literally just had a client that I'm working with right now who, um, she kind of overdosed herself on like personal self-development type of stuff. And you can do that, you know, like, and again, I think that's the other thing that people kind of um, you know, you don't realize until you're in it and, you know, I get that, but, um, I think it's about being judicious, you know, because it can be just as overwhelming to have too much information about, you know, 
I need to fix myself or I need to do this or that or the other thing versus just like getting quiet and doing some reflection and like kind of rest and letting things flow. You know, Lexi, like you said, trusting your intuition type of stuff versus like trying to find the answer from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like the, I think there's a fine line though. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. Like sometimes you need some, some yeah. sources to get you out of your own way oh, yeah. or out of your head or, or whatever. But whenever it starts to turn to the other side of the line of like constantly needing outside sources, constantly needing outside validation of like, you know, I, I need to keep improving and improving and improving. And that, what does that even look like? Well, I guess I'll read the next self-care book or the self-help book that, you know, I'll just keep reading more and more and more. And that's obviously going to make me better and better and better. Yeah. Right. (laughs) No, it's, I think the fine line is like, okay, read a self-help book if you need, if you need to, but then like you said, Courtney, apply it. Don't just let it sit there. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't let it sit in your brain. Just actually apply it. Yeah. Or don't jump from that one right to the next one, to the next one, to the next one without, like you said, giving it a chance to like, I'm going to implement these few things that I thought were really, really impactful or whatever, give it a chance, you know, and then, okay, maybe if that's not right, like you said, maybe that's not my perfect strategy. I'll read the next thing or, you know, whatever, but Mm -hmm. uh, the jumping around from like book to book, course to course, you know, whatever, that's the thing that I so much see. That's like the, that's uh, more along the lines of like, seeking, you know, all this external stuff that is less helpful than it would seem. Right, right. Yeah. And, th- and it's a shame that that's where we live in this yeah. society is that your self-authority is not good enough. Yeah. Like, who are you to know these things? <laughs> You're not. You, you don't. <laughs> You don't know you anything have a about your own life. Right. You don't have a degree in psychology. How do you know how to get yourself out of this hole? Yeah. yeah. Really? That, that's... We can be sold so many things if we're not good enough. Like, that's what it comes down to, too, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say a big part of the problem um, is that so much of it is a marketing machine, honestly. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a whole yeah. bunch of capitalism <laughs> in our faces. And um, Yeah. <laughs> really really difficult with you know how again especially online stuff and social media and digital marketing and funnels and like all of the things and um you know again like that's something that I'm really careful about um is that like if you're ready like you said for that um like next steps like more in your life you know whatever it is to work through the gritty stuff of basically finding your own authority again and you know then being able to you know learn and stand in your power of making those decisions for yourself regardless of all that other noise like that's where I'm at then I'm here you know like but at the same time like I get it Lexi like you said like there's a balance and I always say like even coaches need coaches and I have them I hire them too and I you know I do this work for myself because we don't always have the answers like I talked about in the beginning we're evolving humans and we're always growing and changing and learning and you know that's awesome but um like you said there's there's something to also this kind of trend of like making you feel like there's something missing like 
there's, there's some predatory stuff out there, you know, and it's, and scarcity based stuff. And, you know, that, uh, it can look very shiny and it can be really difficult to like, kind of sort through, like, is this something that I need or is this something that I feel like I need? Because, you know, it is telling me that I need it. (laughs) Well, it's the magic bullet syndrome. Yep. Right. Like we're just all looking quote unquote, all looking for that magic bullet to get us out of X, Y, Z. And I think that's one reason why people just read a self-help book and then think that that fixes everything because, oh, I I read it. So I instantly know this and it's instantly implemented into my life. But now I'm not seeing any change. So fuck that book. Obviously the book was the problem. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to pick up another book or I'm going to get another coach or I'm going to get another healer. I'm going to, I'm just going to look for all the sources of help that I possibly can because that's going to be the ticket instead of actually doing the work. You're not helping yourself by spending more and more money on all these other things that, you know, every single one of these things probably literally can help you. Oh yeah. But if you don't, listen to it or actually implement the things that they're asking you to do, then it's, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of everyone's time, money, energy, all of that. Well, I mean, and like you said, like there, all of these things can help you, but like the reality is that you have to do the work, like you have to do like 75% of the work. Like it's on you. It's not, you know, I mean, like I said, me as a coach, like my job is to help guide you through your work. I'm not doing it. I'm not giving you the answers. I'm helping you find your own. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and that is an investment. Like I am a hundred percent invested, you know, like I, my clients and I get very, very close and we work very closely for months on end. But at the end of the day, ultimately what I'm trying to do is get them to a place where like said, then they have this like stronger foundation for themselves where they can carry that through and they have these touchstones of now they know things like their core values and how they're going to make decisions and what this all looks like for, for their life and what's important to them. And, um, you know, to where they don't have to continually come back to me or the next book or the whatever, you know, like I always say, I'm not in it for like clients that are with me for five years at a time. Like I want you to, like, I want to empower you to be able to do this for yourself, you know, like, I want to be your partner for a while. And, you know, then like you should be competent and confident, you know, in, and self-aware enough, you know, to kind of move through the world in the different ways that you want to, um, you know, that you may have been holding back from doing before for whatever reason, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not a magic bullet thing. Like it takes an investment of time and money and energy and that's all worth it a hundred percent, you know, but like, you gotta, like the reality is you gotta make the investment if you want right. to see anything different. Mm-hmm. How do you establish that? Or do you establish that with um, like a new client? Like, how do you make it known that, Hey, I am going to facilitate for you, but I'm not going to fix your issues. Yeah. Um, so I'm really clear about that actually in the very beginning, like if you go to my website, like you're going to understand that like, that's not what this is about. Like I talk very freely, um, and openly in the beginning and make it well known and clear that like, this is a partnership. Um, but just like you said, like I'm 
facilitating you finding your own answers. I don't have them. Like, and, and I think I mentioned this before, like, you know, I have a framework that I work from uh, with all of my clients, but ultimately like it's their journey. So, you know, we can move through that and shift and change that as needed, you know, but um, there's no like one, two, three system that everybody has to follow um, to, you know, get to the ultimate end, you know, because that doesn't exist either. Uh, so, you know, that's, a, that's definitely a messaging thing for me that I'm super clear on. Um, and then I, you know, if somebody signs up for a discovery call with me or, you know, whatever, like, again, I'm saying like, we're in this together, you know, this is your journey, but like, it's going to be an investment, you know, for you to, um, do work on your own and, uh, to, you know, get uncomfortable on calls and all that different kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do it. Has, has your messaging ever not worked? Like has someone slipped in there that didn't actually want to do the work or? Oh, you know, um, really not really. I think even sometimes, yeah, when people are a little bit like, well, I'm scared. I don't know about all this, you know, like I think they get into it and they're like, oh yeah, no, I'm still, still scared. Like, (laughs) but it's good. I know I need to do this. Um, so, you know, yeah, luckily I think that, uh, it's been again pretty pretty clear and and that probably again goes back to you know the values of being genuine and you know all that kind of stuff um that I set that out from the get-go like you know I'm definitely not the type of person who's like oh here's this like shiny glitter thing that you're signing up for and then you know get into it and it's something totally different you know so I try to be very Mm -hmm. transparent about that um yeah but yeah, like I'm even thinking about a, a client that I've been working for, with for a couple of months now. And, you know, she was like, yeah, like super on board with it, whatever. And like, I mean, by literally like the first set of worksheets that I sent her, she was like, oh my, and she's like a, you know, super high up, like corporate executive, whatever. And she was like, wow, this stuff really hit me like so much that I like felt like I was going to like cry and throw up at the same time. And I was like, <laughs> we're getting down to it, you know? <laughs> Um, even when it, like, it's not, you know, what I expected, I'm like, okay, yeah, good. So luckily, yeah, no, I, I don't think I've had, um, anybody who it didn't end up being a good match. And, and... Good, good. So do you follow any spiritual practices and, and do they, do they have any impact on, on your business even? Obviously your life, but does it have anything to do with business at all? Um, so a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago, I like lit into this world of the moon and the things and, um, learned a little bit more, like I'm an Aries and like, I'm an Aries, like everything that you know about an Aries. That is, <laughs> um, and yes, you are like, yeah, right. Oh, I saw that on your website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I learned that and, uh, like a little bit more about it. And I had some friends who kind of did like the moon circle thing and I started dabbling and, uh, then dabbled further. And over the last few years, uh, I do think that some of that stuff has been, um, 
a little bit of like guidance. And when I say that, like, so I got this really fantastic workbook um, that a um, like amazing creative put out there into the world where she did like six months at a time. And it was like every single moon cycle and like all of these different like activities and journaling and, you know, whatever history of stuff. And it was really interesting. So I learned a lot about um, like moon cycles and astrology and like just witchy things uh, through that and really found Is that many that, moons. Mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't make it anymore. I so that uh, oh, that's why, like I, I, I know that I'm like, well, she only did it for three years and Sorry, she's making like an evergreen version though yeah which, which is i don't know if it's out yet but yeah yeah so um so yes many moons i worked with many moons and like learned a lot from that and really found like that it did translate for me you know like it did apply in a lot of ways um and from that i started a practice of like you know i mean i have some crystals and this and that like i typically every day pull a tarot card for myself just like what do I need to know about today? Um, you know, sometimes every so often I'll do a little bit more of a spread, like a three card spread or a clarity spread or something like that. If I have something specific going on. Um, and this year, like I got the many moons planner, uh, and you know, like pull a card for the year and like all that kind of stuff. And like, and then the month and all of that. And I, I do like find clarity in it. And I mean, I was just having a conversation with a friend about this yesterday. Like none of, any of this stuff tells you anything you don't already know it just like kind of supports that like it you know it can be a little bit of validation it can just take your intuition out of your gut and put it into something visual that you can work with you know or words that you can work with and i have found that to be very beneficial um so for me like it's just kind of continually learning about some of this stuff i like open prompts that have to do with whatever the astrology is that's going on um like i said i like a daily tarot card poll um but you know that being said i'm not like overly attached to you know any or all of that like lexi and i were talking recently about like i still i mean i grew up in the church and a you know christian and i still like hold some of that too, you know, like, I mean, some nights I will pray to God, like, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I have like a very possibly weird and unusual and open stance on all of the things. And, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know, I'm open, but yes, directly. Like, I think that some of that stuff is like, okay, here's a good way to like, <laughs> corral all of this energy for the day into one focus and that I think has been helpful mm -hmm. yeah and you know obviously I speak a lot about this but I I see that so often with the people that I work with is that pretty much everyone I work with they everything that I say they inherently knew mm -hmm. you know it's just they weren't able to put words to it or understand why, you yeah. know, why are these things the way they are? Or uh, why do I feel this way? Or I don't even know exactly how I feel, but I know I feel this thing. And whenever we can, you know, just kind of look at, you know, if we look, take astrology, for example, if we look at the astrology, it's like, oh, okay. Now I understand. And now I can move forward. It's, yeah. I'm no longer in this place of like, but why, what? Huh? It's more of like, oh, it's identified. Great. Let's move forward and let's actually work with it. Yep. So I love that that you 
you've found an I like you've found a connection with the moon and just how actually can you talk a little bit about that specifically because I'm not sure that everybody quite understands really what you even mean oh well I'm not sure I quite understand what I mean okay. um, <laughs> well, maybe well, just explain from your perspective then you know I, <laughs> So for me, like, well, what I was just going to kind of follow up with what you were saying too, is like, I mean, ultimately in the end, like, especially as women, like we have been moved by the moon for millennia, right? Like, I mean, it it pulls on our earth, it pulls on our water, our bodies are mostly water, like, especially for women, like our cycles have to do with the moon, like all of this stuff, our life really relies much on the moon uh, and her energy. So um, that has like learning that stuff is kind of what I'm talking about. Like, so, you know, the different phases of the moon throughout the month, this whatever, 28, 27 days, whatever it is, you know, all of that kind of stuff, full moon um, and new moon and setting intentions. And like, then how that circles back around, you know, six months later, like all of this different kind of stuff is um, for me, it's just kind of an avenue for, you know, say take any one month. Okay, great. Like, you might realize if you start to pay attention to moon stuff that like, you know, you're feeling a certain way and then you look up and you're like, oh, it's a full moon. That's why. Like, I mean, I have literally even had clients who are like, my kids are all nuts. What's going on? And then they're like, oh, it's a full moon. Like, <laughs> but that's actually real <laughs> for humans. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, or like, you know, through different phases of the moon and the moon and like all this kind of stuff, it can just be like a good um, like a little bit of a direction to, uh, you know, kind of reflect on why, like you said, kind of why things are happening or where it's coming from. Um, and for me, it's been helpful to like kind of have some of these prompts and then like at the end of the month, whether that's like a calendar month or whatever, you know, like again, full moon, new moon, whatever, like doing some reflecting for what happened in that time is a good way to sort of like, keep things wrapped up a little bit or like keep some shape around what I'm doing personally and professionally. So, you know, phases and seasons and things like that, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it helps you put a focus to Mm -hmm. it instead of just, you know, I have this feeling and it could apply to literally everything potentially, but I feel like what the moon does is it allows you to narrow it down to something that's actually more pointed and that way you don't feel like you know spread too thin or you're you're all over the place um so going back to kind of your mix of like astrology moon stuff and then sometimes you pray to god like Uh, you know, how, how would you describe that? I mean, I, I guess just go a little bit deeper into that. You kind of touched on it, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know where yeah, I'm going with it, but. I don't know. Uh, I might talk in circles about it. Cause like, I don't know, like, I don't know that, you know, it can be defined. I think, um, and you know, maybe that's what a lot of us struggle with is that, you know, especially like traditional um, and conventional religion and stuff like basically it was all created to like you know like define things you know and um I think as humans we kind of seek that but then at the same time it's like who do I want to be confined to this and I think for me like that's 
maybe where some of it comes is like continuing to explore, you know, I don't know, just what it all looks like and what, um, you know, what I do feel tied to. Um, I mean, cause like some of it's structure, that craving for structure, but like, again, like it's kind of got to be in the right way, you know? And like I said, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really believe in this. And then other times I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, so, you know, for me, it's kind of this balance of like, kind of pull from all of these places. And um, I feel like I felt a little bit better too, actually in one of the Many Moons books, the author of that book kind of talks about how she takes from every different type of religion and non-religion and astrology and like all of the things because we're allowed to do that. Like we don't have to define ourselves in one way spiritually, especially, right? Like, so, um, I don't know, like, I, I, I think it's kind of hard to figure that out, especially, you know, within kind of the quote unquote confines of our society, you know, like, can you walk into a church and be like, well, I like, am I, I'm a strong practicer of astrology and I really believe in this. Like, what are they going to say? How are you going to like figure that out? You know, but at the same time, like for me, I'm always kind of weird about it. Like, um, like I said, I would consider myself a Christian, but I also like staunchly firmly believe in evolution. So like, I've always said like, but I believe that like God created evolution. Like he made, like he did that, (laughs) you know, like, so, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of different, you know, debates or conversation that we could have around all of this stuff. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly how I would. describe it or myself I don't think it can uh you know be put into one bucket I guess Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe that's the point because I know many people would highly disagree yeah there's no way you can be a Christian and and appreciate astrology right it's in the bible you shouldn't believe in any forms of divination right because that goes against God and his will and and the the free will that you have you know so there's plenty of people that would definitely disagree with you that we can't pick and choose but um you know the other thing though is that spirituality is fluid Mm -hmm. it just is inherently you know and it's so faith-based and not not faith as in like the christian faith or the buddhist faith or or whatever it's not the identity of the faith just the concept of the word the meaning of faith of believing in something even if you don't have the proof yeah or maybe you're pulling from uh the deeper values of it but you can pick and choose the tradition of it the deeper values of every religion it's kind of the same thing right we should love each other and we should treat each other with respect and all that. So maybe that actually kind of goes back to our core values conversation earlier yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I personally, I constantly go back to that idea that we're all talking about the same thing, just in different ways. If, if all of these religions basically have the same core value system, then aren't we all talking about the same thing essentially? Yeah. But maybe not. Yeah. Maybe we are. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, totally. And I, I mean, I think that maybe for me, that's why I'm kind of like, okay, there's all, like you said, there's all these different ways that you could define it or, um, you know, make your 
traditions and your beliefs and practices and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I just don't think it's black or white, you know, and if it is, I think you need to take a long friggin' hard look at yourself and what you believe, because like, I mean, you know, thinking about, you know, like you said, religions or the Bible says this or that or the other. Well, I mean, there's a hundred million different religions, really. Like it's all open to interpretation. And, you know, at the same time then too, you could say like, oh, there's, I mean, certain religions say that like women aren't fit to, you know, be leaders in the church. Like what? I mean, oh, okay. Yeah. That's a great value to have, like, or a great interpreter, you know, like, so, I mean, I just like, I feel like it, it, it's good for humanity that we continue to question these things and, and also how their practices in reality relate to the values that they say they believe in and that are cornerstones. Um, so I think that's why for me, it's kind of like, um, like, I don't want to say cherry picking, but just like, you know, there, I think we can believe in a lot of things, you know, that, you know, explore our practices then every day. Yeah. I think ultimately if whatever you choose to believe in, whether it's from one specific tradition or selection of several, if you're being a good person, and you know you aren't an asshole <laughs> and you have, you have solid values that you are living your life by in a positive way then you're not hurting anyone there, there's literally nothing I just feel like there's nothing wrong with it and and if it's I don't know it there's just so many different ways that we could go with that but I think that like just ultimately live your life the way that you want to and don't be an asshole (laughs) that's like a pretty good basis for things (laughs) i think so (laughs) have you have you seen your spiritual practices come up in your in your business at all or like have has it informed any of your decisions or anything um I definitely talk about it like I I mean like in social media posts and blogs and stuff like that like I talk about how you know I kind of work with some of this stuff as you know you know again like kind of guidance in my reflections and you know prompts and stuff that that can you know kind of help me get out of my own head and things like that and like you said like timing and direction and all that kind of stuff um so I definitely talk about it and I think that um you know, people respond to that. Like you said, it's, it's another option, you know, where they're like, oh, okay, I didn't know this existed or maybe I want to explore this too. Um, and uh, like you said, sometimes just even that like, you know, pull a card of the day or like get a little bit of clarity on stuff. Like, because again, you can, just like we were talking about with the Bible, like you can interpret a spread of tarot cards a hundred million different ways in exactly how you see it. Um, sometimes that is a little bit helpful, whether that's just a reminder to trust myself or, you know, like, oh, maybe I didn't think about this. Maybe there's another element to this. Um, you know, so sometimes that has been helpful, uh, when I'm feeling like I'm in the muck kind of a thing. Um, you know, it's at the end of the day, like any spiritual practice is kind of just a tool, right? You know, I mean, the same could be said for like, doing yoga in the morning like ultimately that's a spiritual practice right like that's a religion (laughs) like so um you know but yeah like I I definitely talk about it I'm pretty open about it and uh I have found that it is just a good like support tool for me sometimes yeah 
So is there, are there any final words you would like to share? Or is there anything that we didn't touch on that you're like, I wouldn't say this or? I feel like I've talked a lot. Have I talked maybe too much? Like, no, no, um, never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think, uh, I think the thing that I love best about this conversation is kind of, um, you know, that we talked a little bit about all of this stuff in, in business and life and self-care, self-help, all of this stuff is so much of like a balance and integration. Like just if I could emphasize any one thing, it would be like, don't be afraid to go to the deeper layer. And, um, you know, the self-awareness that you gain from that is going to open up so many doors. And again, like that can be in literally business decisions, or that can be in, you know, taking your life farther and wider than you ever expected. Um, and that can be scary and uncomfortable and whatever, but again, also like make all the difference that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that you shared that because that's definitely something very present in your messaging is that yeah that digging deep is digging deep is important and to not stay surface level because where where are we going to go from there there's there's no way to affect real change that way yep totally awesome well last question um what are you excited about um the end of winter uh yes <laughs> for all of the listeners out there uh <laughs> um yeah uh that's an that's an actual real thing i'm very excited about going outside yeah. it's very gray and cold and i'm ready to mm-hmm. not be gray and cold and get outside um i am legit really excited about where my business is and a lot of good things that are happening after kind of a period of like a a a lull and a little bit of a challenging time for me like coming back to myself and really what I'm about uh has made all the difference and I've got some really amazing clients and some really awesome exciting things happening this year and again as Lexi knows related to like deep who I am in, in my astrology and all of that stuff. Like my career is a huge, huge, huge part of my life. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that going well and having a lot of really cool stuff on the forefront and, uh, feeling like it is aligned with how I want to do this and how I want to show up and how I want to help other women. Um, that is super exciting for me. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you as a guest. And I'm so excited. Well, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) We will um, definitely share in the show notes how to uh, find you if people like uh, what they heard from you. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was a great conversation. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe on the podcast app of your choice, leave a rating and review on iTunes, or share with a friend. Or if you really love it, you can support the making of this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon for exclusive content. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Being a Whole Person. We'd love to connect with you. 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.